obviously, like you say, it was more a live feel in those days than these days where <coughs> things are just redone and redone and redone. But it's just certain things in the vocals where they might sing out of time or one sings a slightly different lyric to another. And I wondered if they just sort of slipped through or it was just decided almost like an in-joke, let's leave it and see if anyone notices or... Well, if there were different, if there were slip, if there were mistakes, and there mm. was, so quite often John and Paul would sing a different lyric, that kind mm. of thing, you know? Yeah, we, that, that, that has existed, it has got through on a few of the... Yeah, songs, yeah. but that was never intended, I mean, it was, they did it that way. Mm. And are you saying that there are other versions where it's been corrected? No, I mean, the released versions, mm. where, I mm. mean, I can hear, you know... Yeah, things well, that was because it was live, and because yes. um, it slipped my attention when we did it. I see. And even like on the mix of things. Yeah, Cooper. <laughs> Again, I didn't think it was all that important. Ah, that, that's what I wanted to once know. It, once it went through, mm. once, I, once I saw it, it was there. I didn't mm. think it was worthwhile calling them in again, let's, let's replace this line. Right. No, not. Yeah. Life's too short. Mm. The vinyl disc has had a pretty good run for its money in its different forms. Mm. I mean, it's gone for a long time, really. Do you foresee compact disc having that same kind of run? Well, I don't know. I think by the end of the century, we will see. It depends very much upon world economics, but I think that uh, we will see the average home having, apart from his washing machine and dishwasher and refrigerator, a l big memory computer bank. Mm. I think it's got to come. I think it will happen probably by the turn of the century. We'll have 30 megabytes of storage at least, and into that computer you will be fed lots of things gas bills apart from the else, but included in that will be sounds mm. and you'll be able to dial up and book book sounds that you can play them at any time. Mm. Another touchy subject I questioned George about was him working post-Beatles with Paul but not with John or for that matter George or Ringo. He didn't hesitate to admit that John never particularly liked his style of production and had told him he didn't really like anything they had ever done together in the studio. How about that? Said without bitterness by George Martin, but it surely must have upset him. I remember you being interviewed on TV in 1980 when they were celebrating John's 40th birthday. And I think a guy asked, did you foresee yourself recording with him again or would you like to? And I think you just said, you know, you didn't imagine you would be um, sort of recording with him again. Was that because of just the situation, you just didn't foresee it coming round to that again? Or was it because, as a solo artist, you leant more towards Paul's style of making music than John's? No, I didn't lean more towards Paul's style of music, but Paul asked me and John didn't. Ah. Um, I didn't expect, after the Beatles split up, I didn't expect to work with any of them again, because they learnt a great deal in, those, in the decade that we were together. Um, and they became very good producers, every one of them. I mean, George made very good recordings, and John... John as a producer wasn't as good as the others, but he still had great, tremendous invention. And so they didn't need producers. Um, when John worked with Phil, Phil Spector, mm. it was because, particularly on the rock and roll album, because he was part of that old era and he wanted mm. him to do that. Although John got tired of that too. He didn't like what he was doing. Mm. And he was going to happy about the rock and roll um, album. So John tended not to use uh, producers, but became more engineer-producer people. So mm. uh, when he did Double Fantasy, he worked with... Um, Jack, Jack Douglas, Jack Douglas, who was an engineer producer basically, yeah. um, and so he, they, I could see that need. I certainly wasn't an engineer producer, mm. and so John never asked me. Although we were still good friends, I don't think John would have. John never particularly liked being produced in my sense. Mm. He liked things to be just sort of let it all hang out. He, he never wanted any. 
if he wanted an orchestration, uh, he would hire an arranger to do it, and, and it would work out. But John, all, the other thing was that John was never satisfied. And he once said to me in one of our evenings together, when we were swapping reminiscences, he said, you know, George, I've never really liked anything we've ever done. And I said, really, John? I said, you made some fantastic records. He said, I, if, I, if I could do them all over again, I would. Mm-hmm. So John was always looking for something which was impossible, in fact, unattainable, and he'll never get it. To hear more of this interview, go to Buskin' with the Beatles on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash BWTB.